What is up, everyone, and welcome to episode 470 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Today's show, Max Van Auken of 92.9 The Game Atlanta Radio joins in to talk Hawks basketball, the state of boxing, and much more fantastic conversation with Max. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. hear a familiar voice on that radio show very soon will they next wednesday at 11 p.m eastern time 92.9 the game or the odyssey app uh yeah it's been fantastic it's honestly it's one of those moments yesterday that was pretty surreal for me so to be able to have my own radio show to the max with your boy max van arken it was pretty freaking cool i'm not gonna lie to you you know like sometimes you just can't take yourself too seriously Tell me about the first episode because you had our guy, Rashad Phillips. You guys talked about the position dictionary. Did you learn anything new on that day? Obviously, even though that you're uh, very familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you speak to an encyclopedia like Rashad, you always learn something new. And so being able to just kind of talk to him about why he wrote the book. And I know you and I kind of talked about this before. You have to have a lot on your mind and be able to write a book. And so, like, what causes someone to write a book? And he's trying to benefit the game of basketball. He's trying to evolve the game of basketball. And so from that aspect of just why he decided to write it, uh, and then he has so many, like, stories. And Shad's one of those guys, we all know someone that is like this, where if you go to the store, uh, if you run into him somewhere, like, he knows someone. Like, he'll always know someone somewhere. But you really read his book, and there's, like, I had no idea he had some of these stories. And so it's just another reason to check out his book the basketball position dictionary, um, the evolution is being televised. And so be able to just shed some light on that. And then we talked about Jalen Brown. I'm like, Hey, he need the Hawks need to go all in on Trey young and they need to go all in on trying to get Jalen Brown. So it was just a great show overall. You mentioned Jalen Brown, but I think the next destination for him will be a place where he becomes an NBA superstar. Yeah. I, I think he all like superstar. How many superstars are in the league? I think is another, is a question, right? Because, there's a lot of stars, and there's a lot of people who have superstar talent, but are they superstars? And to your point, if he goes to Atlanta, I think he will be too. The question is, what does he want to do? Like, Atlanta would, of course, love to have Jalen Brown. The question is, what does he want to do? And it's not like he's in a toxic situation. He's with Boston, who obviously is an, an elite franchise. They're the title favorites now that Milwaukee was out. You have a guy like Tatum. You have great management, a historic franchise. So the question is, does he want to be a 1B and contend for a couple championships? Or does he want to be the man, which I think he could be in Atlanta, because him and Trey, that that's a, feels like a partnership 
rather than you being a Robin. They both would make each other better and need each other. It's like a team effort. And if he were to come where he's from, which is Atlanta, and ball out there, I feel like he'd be the guy. So it's really what does he want to do? Coming home is always good. Speaking of Atlanta, they finished that series actually not too bad. Like, everybody knew Mm -hmm. they weren't going to beat the Celtics, you know? Does that change Atlanta as a city's perception of the Hawks moving forward? And what do you feel like they have to do in terms of changes outside of, you know, a swing for the fences move like for Jalen Brown? It definitely did. I mean, people were not happy with the Hawks because once you get a taste of the Eastern Conference Finals, like that's what their expectations are. And we always say this, especially in our business, like expectations are everything. And so if you're expecting them to be really good and then they're just a 500 team, literally, then you're like, ah, they're disappointed. And then you add Jamonte Murray, who I actually ran into here the other day. Um, you, they had higher expectations, so they were not happy at all. And I, I found myself defending Trey Young. And that's where this city has kind of reached. That was the temperature in the room. So then when they finished the way that they did, I think it gave people some hope and some like momentum going into the offseason. Rumor has it that they're going to make a big splash in the offseason. That's what they're looking to do, um, whether that's trading John Collins, if it's reconstructing the roster. The word on the street is they're going to make some moves. And so the way they finished the season – and then Trey Young kind of proved, hey, this is exactly why you have me. I'm going to not only go into Boston, score 38 points, the last 14 points, I'm going to hit the game winner on Jalen Brown. And so that momentum is exactly what they needed. And hopefully with Quinn Snyder, that momentum and the rumors of Jalen Brown, they can get something cooking. The perception of Trey is so interesting because, like, why did he need those two games? Like, they have a body of work over the course of years now of what Trey he could do. Obviously, during the playoffs, like, we saw his moments against the Knicks in the past. Yeah, you and I are, are on the same page with Trey Young. I, I think he's one of the – I said on my radio show he's the most underrated player in the league right now because it's crazy how a game or two – a series can change the whole perception of a player. Like he went from, oh, we really like Trey. And then it went to, oh, he's overrated. So now it's like he's underrated. And it's crazy to me how quickly that can fluctuate and how fluid that is, how much it changes. Uh, But I guess that's just kind of like the social media, microwave society era we live in. So you have one bad series, the kind of the world just drops their stock on you and then you have a really good game and people love you again. So with Atlanta, I think he's just under a microscope, and it's crazy because we don't put these expectations on a lot of other players. Like, besides LeBron James combo, how many people consistently would go to, like, a conference finals? Like, it's a really hard thing to do. Giannis, who you and I have debated on, I think he's the best player in the world. He hasn't even gone to -to back-to-back conference finals. I mean, we look like a guy like Luka, who we both like. He hasn't gone to -to back-to-back conference finals. So it was just really confusing to me. I couldn't wrap my mind around, and I still can't on why the expectations are like that for him. And, like, of course you want to do that. Of course you want to win. But to just all of a sudden be like, oh, he's no good because he doesn't do it, I, don't, I, can't, I can't grasp that. Yeah, I think people who listen to my podcast know where I land with Trey Young. Like, I don't even look at myself as, like, some super Trey Young guy. Just when I hear other people talking about him, it just sounds ridiculous. Because, yeah, like, maybe he can't be the best player on a championship team, but so what? Is that the reason to, like, go at a guy so hard and talk about how bad he is or how terrible he is. Like he's not even close to that. He's it's phenomenal how he could even put up the numbers he can at his size and with his athletic ability. Now he's not a non-athlete, but he doesn't have the eye popping athleticism as other players. So just for him to be that productive at the NBA level, I find it incredible. And I agree with you that he's underappreciated. 
Yeah, I agree. And the way that the NBA is right now, too, it's not like the big three era. Of course, like Shad mentioned, you want three guys typically. But as far as like you don't need three superstars. And the way that these teams are winning now, you don't have to have just that one guy who's supposed to lead you to the promised land. Like it's okay to have a team effort where, of course, you have a best player, which that's Trey Young. But like, for example, if Jalen Brown were to come here, it's not like there has to be one guy who's the best player in the world to win the championship. You could just have a very well-rounded team, an accumulation of talent, people who know their roles, and you play within a system, and that can win it. And so they can win with Trey Young 100%. It's just it doesn't happen overnight, and people don't understand how hard it is to win a championship. Like, we love so many of these legends, and we see Charles Barkley on a nightly basis at TNT. Like, he doesn't have a championship. It's just it doesn't just happen like that. It's crazy. Yeah, I think there's a couple reasons. Two or three guys anymore. First of all, there's so many star players jumping around that the that the superstar players and the star players are on teams that don't have continuity yet. So I think that's part of it. Also, I think like the average NBA player is a lot closer to the star than ever before. And I've talked about this before. I just think there's more guys that in the right situation they could become all stars. That's a really good point. I think yeah, that's the especially offensively the league is more skilled than it's ever been. And there's just so many people who can give you a bucket every single night. I mean, we don't even talk about, I know you've been really high on the Kings and I still owe you a dinner, but like, (laughs) if you look like, look at De'Aaron Fox, for example. So Steph Curry is the, the epitome of what a great player is right now. And De'Aaron Fox was besides game seven, literally like averaging the same exact thing he was. And then you look at a guy like SGA, who we don't really talk about a lot. He averaged 30 this year. Like there's just so many, lower tier stars who are putting up high tier numbers that we don't even talk about. Totally agree. Totally agree. How you feeling about the Jack Harlow album? Max? Uh, Talk to me. Jack Harlow. You know, I was actually slow to the bandwagon. I'm not going to lie to you, but we talked about this. He doesn't have like a banger on that album. Not like a commercial hit radio song. That's perfectly fine. Like, it's such a well-rounded, well-put-together album. You know, I love music. Like, I I listen to music so much. That and podcasts. And Jack Harlow, to me, he's just, he has a lot of depth to him, man. And I'm very impressed with him. I'm I'm a fan. Like, it's embarrassing. If you look at my Apple Music, like I said, there's some songs I sing to in my car that I'm not proud of. But I I listen to too much Drake, and I've been listening to a lot of Jack Harlow. His album's solid. I I give it, like, a a solid 8, solid 7.5, 8. Totally agree with you. It's weird. Like, I don't see, you know, I'm tapped into social media. Obviously, I'm on the gram. I'm on Twitter. Everybody knows that. I'm constantly posting. I'm constantly interacting with fans of the show, friends of the show. One, two, long-time friends. Um, people I work with, such as Max Van Auken. But it's like, you're the only person I see. About, I mean, like, my Apple music isn't popping or anything. Like, you're, like, the only person I see what they're doing. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's. It's crazy. And then, like, every once in a while, I have a friend be like, why do you listen to this? I'm like, golly, why does Apple Music put my business out like that? Like, I'm not saying I sing the Katy Perry necessarily. Um, there's a couple songs that you'd be like, well, really? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I get hooked on a random song, and I can't get it out of my head until I keep listening to it. I'm, a, so, I'm, I'm a repeat guy, Max. And I'll I find, am, too. Like, you know, I find, like, one random song. Like, there's this Dave. I don't know if you listen. Do you listen to Dave East? Yeah, I mean, not like uh, like religiously. Like, if you go in my car, he may not play right away. But right. I, mean, I, um, I don't know. He just dropped an album around the same time as Jack, and he has this song called D&D. And I guess that, <laughs> that stands for Do Not Disturb. But 
I don't, nobody's talking. I don't think too many people are talking about this song. Like, I really appreciate Dave East's music, but I just have that song on repeat. Like, you know, so. I'm finding it, a weird thing about me, Combo. I really am a creature of habit. So Peaky Blinders, recommend people watch that on Netflix. I watched the series. I'm already rewatching it. Like, Chick-fil-A, I get the same thing every time I eat a sandwich there. Like, I, I don't know. I just find a song. I keep listening to that song. I, I guess it's like an obsessive personality. It's just I'm obsessed with, oh, oh, like, good things. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, you're in broadcasting. You're going to continue to broadcast and you work it yeah. on it every day. It's kind of that singular focus thing that goes for everything in your life. I'm the same way. I'm very, like, very focused on one thing. And then everything else doesn't matter in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, like, I've probably tried three ice creams my whole life. It's probably not a great way to live. <laughs> like, you, you probably should open broaden your horizons. There may be some things that you could really like that you're not trying. But, like, cookies and cream and cookie dough, I'm good. Like you're I, an, I, You know what it is? You're an essentialist. You should read the book Essentialism. It talks about how, like, focus on the essentials and kind of get rid of everything in life that's a non-essential. Hmm. I, I think that fits my life to a T, Combo. So let's talk some boxing, Max Van Auken. Davis... Versus Garcia, I was actually listening to a little debate in the gym. Oh, it's funny. I actually said I was going to Orlando soon, and then they asked about you when I said that because I think they linked it to, like, the Magic Podcast. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like – and then they said, Mac, what, Max Van Auk is out there? He has a he, – they, they told me he has a soccer man's last name. <laughs> oh, what? You know, that's funny. That's all the Dutch players have Van something. <laughs> so yeah so he's like that's such a soccer day but he asked about you when he said he'd go to orlando and it's funny i actually said he's not even in orlando anymore he's in atlanta and he had his own radio show so uh it was funny that people made that connection though to you and orlando but anyway another conversation in the gym was with davis and garcia and it comes to that gut shot and one guy said dude quit and the other dude was saying that you know just couldn't get up like he was done like he couldn't breathe at that point it was just a late reaction where do you land on that and how did you feel about the fight well first of all shout out to the guys at the gym so some i respect good, some good content in the gym huh i'm about to say hey he talked good about me so i'm not gonna bash his take here but well no no I, no that was that was a total separate conversation that was oh so me, this is someone else that, that yeah this, this, right? that, that was just me like because they asked what i'm up to i said I'm about to go to orlando and they made that connection and this was actually some some a totally different conversation, the the boxing conversation. But but proceed. Okay, for the okay, so the guy who didn't know me, then I'm going to disagree completely. So <laughs> I'm well, gonna actually, say, actually, we don't know if he doesn't know you. That's oh not gosh. But go ahead. Okay, I respectfully disagree. So I, for people who've never bought, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I box, so I know more than you know. But I'm I'm going to be honest here. This is actually one of those things where. If you haven't experienced it, you probably don't understand it. So, like, if you're watching it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it looks like he quit. And I can understand why people think that because it was a very slow reaction. Like, he didn't drop as soon as he got hit immediately. Like, it looked like he got hit and then he made up his mind, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I can understand if you've never been hit to the body before. But for people who have boxed, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. When you get hit with one of those shots to the body... It's a very unique punch, and it has somewhat of a delayed reaction, especially when you take a step back and you try to take that breath in and you can't. That's and got, He's getting hit by the best boxer in the world right now. Like Tank Davis, they literally call him Tank. So I don't really know too many people who could take a clean body shot by Tank and be like, yeah, you know what, I, I want to keep doing this. So I don't think he quit. I just simply think that 
one, he was dehydrated. I'm not making excuses. Tank is the better boxer, and I think he wins again if they fight. But when you're dehydrated, you're cutting weight, and you're fighting someone who's a better boxer than you with a lot of power, and he hits you with his signature body shot, I'm pretty sure he just couldn't take it anymore. So I don't think he necessarily quit. I just think he got hit with a really good shot. He had a delayed reaction because that's how your body reacts to it, and that's what happened. So I'm actually going to – I'm planning on putting this podcast out the day of my debut on your radio show. Ooh. So okay. this fight I'm actually about to talk about is going to be done, right? The Canelo Alvarez fight. So break yeah. down that fight for us against John Ryder. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make it as simple and simplistic as simplistic as possible. Don't overthink it. Canelo's going to win this fight. It's, it's boxing. Anything can happen. Fighting, anything can happen. You can get, you can be the better fighter. You just get on the, hit on the chin that day. And what, everything I'm saying, you just get thrown right out the window. But that being said, Canelo's just a straight-up better boxer. He's more skilled, more experienced. And it's just his time. Like, he has his momentum. It's really, like, if you're a casual boxing fan, you know about a couple guys, a handful of guys for a reason. And there's, Canelo's one of them. And Canelo's going to – it's going to be a win for Canelo. There's not too much to overthink, in my opinion. Max, the state of boxing, I feel like there was a time where things were going downhill. A large part of that is because of the popularity of MMA and there is some competition there. But I feel like boxing is hitting its stride again. It is. And there's two reasons that, that it's happening. Well, one that I really like and one that I feel like there's room for opportunity. The first one is we're finally seeing the best fight the best. And that is such a hard thing that boxing – reason couldn't wrap their mind around we you see so many undefeated records like who are they fighting you know what i mean like they they groom fighters or so many different promoters they want the big payday and you have to be undefeated but like when floyd fought pacquiao a lot of people wanted to see that fight a lot earlier than it happened and when they did fight they're both older past their prime and there's just a lot of politics involved in boxing but now we're finally starting to see the best fight the best and that's exactly what people needed and that's what's turning people on to boxing now one thing that needs to improve is there's so many different organizations. There's so many different belts. There's so many different promoters. It's just confusing. Like, how many belts can there be? And one thing that MMA has done a great job with, and granted, there's different organizations, but the UFC is one umbrella. And so it's very easy to determine who's who. With boxing, why is everyone a champion? So it just seems kind of watered down. There's so many different belts, and it just loses value. And so... Now that we're seeing the best fight the best, which is great, how can it get under one umbrella? Which I don't think we'll see through boxing. But one thing that would be very interesting to see is if Dana White, who's flirted with the idea, the president of the UFC, with Zufa boxing. And he wants to do kind of what he's orchestrated with the UFC and MMA. He wants to do with boxing. Now, that's years in the making. Will it happen? I don't know. But that's one thing that I think could really catapult boxing yet even further. This is not a new issue for boxing. That was always the case. There was always multiple belts, right? Yeah, it's terrible. And I, there's so many weight classes, which I think has value and doesn't at the same time. Like, there's a healthy medium. Like, the UFC, in my opinion, needs more weight classes. Like, 15, 20 pounds separating is a lot. Now, boxing, they have, like, two and a half pound differences. Now, there's just too many. So, like, a healthy medium, less belts, one umbrella, best fight the best, then boxing is better than ever. But we're starting to see the best fight the best, like Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury's getting in the uh, the ring again. We just saw Garcia and Tank. Like, we're starting to see that, though. And then, obviously, you got Jake Paul doing what he's doing. Max, great stuff. We're out of here. One point I wanted to make before we get out of here about the Hawks. Jalen Johnson, he'll be in the 
most improved discussion next year. Watch out for that, Max. Oh, that's your combo take of the day? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to clip this when it becomes true. I like Jalen Johnson. Yeah, he, he, got, he, ha- he has all the tools, man. He just needs opportunity. He reminds me of myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, where can we find the radio show? You might be hearing a familiar voice on there very, very soon. Actually, there's a good chance when you're hearing this, it could be tonight. Wow, it could be tonight. Andrew Combo Salop makes an appearance on To The Max with Max Van Auken on 92.9 The Game or the Odyssey app. And now the Odyssey app, you literally download it. You can listen to it live. Or if you can't catch it live, as soon as the actual show is done, it's uploaded and it's in podcast form through the Odyssey app. So you can listen to it whenever. Every Wednesday night, 11 p.m. Eastern time, to the max, 92.9 The Game. Let's hope for no delays on my flight so we can make that happen tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But... We should be good to go, and I'm really looking forward to it, hitting those Atlanta radio waves. I appreciate it, Combo. It's always a pleasure. We're going to do what we do best. It's like yin and yang, Kobe and Shaq. Can't wait. Talk soon, Max. Talk soon. There it was. Big shouts to Max for joining in. Big shouts to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. And be on the lookout for episode 471. Combo out.